Hey guys, it is the Football is Life podcast. This yeah, is buddy. Noah Lickle, Licks on the app, here with Eric. How you doing, buddy? Licks on the app. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great, man. It is nice to be joined by you once again. Are you sure? No. Okay. <laughs> We're going to be um, talking about the trades today, The where we picked off last time pretty much till the most recent one, um, which I think like probably seven or eight of them right yeah i think it's yeah it's around eight we skipped we skipped the absolute stupid duke johnson trade where uh g money thought it was david johnson and got hustled so we we skipped oh yes yes i forgot about that and also (laughs) some uh some roster stuff right you got some little ideas up your sleeve yeah yeah possible changes for next year um just something to inquire the rest of the league about and See if anybody else is on the same same boat that we are on, because you're always looking to make the league better, I hope. Okay, calm down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Um, <laughs> you get so excited. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll try to contain myself. Yeah, seriously, guy. All right. So, ooh, we got to ramp up here. I'm a little tired. Frick. All I'm right. gonna stop doing this so late for you because you you you're just dying over there. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna be talking this, to myself again. I know this stupid beer doesn't have any caffeine in it. God, so frustrating. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend late night drinking either. Uh, <laughs> Good night. <laughs> All right. First trade. This involves TJ and Christian. TJ Homer. Homer award. TJ yep, the Homer award. Um, do you think TJ is that guy that argues that Brett Favre's best years were in Minnesota? <laughs> My favorite thing is right before this, we talked about how we weren't going to be so brutal to TJ because <laughs> we just we bashed him all last episode. Literally, the first thing you do is you go after TJ. <laughs> oh, gosh. But yes, 100% he thinks Brett Favre was the GOAT. When he was with the Vikings. I guarantee that's what he thinks. He's probably shaking he was his a, head listening right now, but we know you The gunslinger was alive with the Vikings. He was a beast. He was there. He was there. And he was part of that, uh, uh, the Saints got in trouble for hitting them late. Oh, I don't remember what that was called. The Bounty? Bounty Gate, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> anyway, TJ, <laughs> TJ acquired... Jalen Hurd, the rookie from the Niners, and Quadre Olison. I believe he's a rookie, right? Yep, yep. He's a, a rookie that is a big beast boy for the Falcons. Falcons, yep. And big Christian boy. got Dante Moncrief in a 2023rd. What do you think? First off, I like how when you say Christian's name, you add the D to it. Dude, so it's have... capitalized. <laughs> Why is it capitalized? I... Because it's probably the first letter of his last name. But why so, would it be so Christian like, space so, D? I, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just like, I always pronounce it as Christian. And then you just leave the D off because whatever. It's probably not, his last name. Like you read it. But you, and the you D always is go, just capitalize at the end. Like, hey, I don't, D. I know. So, I'm right so here. You always, you always go Christian. <laughs> and it's just, it throws me off every time. Um, so you say I, I gotta look I gotta look at the trade. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I uh, 
this this is one where uh, a lot of hype has been coming out of Quadri Olison recently, uh, basically saying that Edo Smith is going to be dead to the Falcons and it's going to be Freeman and Olison and and they've produced two good running backs in the past and so um, there's potential there. I'm not a big fan of Jalen Hurd. Uh, he's an athletic freak, if I'm correct, kind of like uh, Cordell Patterson, but he's supposed to be better. I just don't see him getting much opportunity in that system. There's, I think there's too many better players than him um, for the 49ers. Moncrief is kind of the most interesting piece to me, where at least in the short term, I think he has the largest chance to um, really succeed in the, in the situation that he's at. But if he's not the number one two for the Steelers, then he's going to be absolutely useless. Yeah, Moncrief is definitely the biggest piece in this. Um, but even with him, you're not quite sure. And then, you know, Olison and Hurd are both, you know, intriguing, but definitely flyers. And then, yeah, you know, 2023rd on um, Christian side, like Christian side. <laughs> uh, you just don't really know what that's going to be. So probably most... I don't know. You can't really say winner and loser in this because you really don't know what yeah. most of the players are going to turn into. But I guess, like, you'd say the most significant piece Christian got. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I think Moncrief is the biggest piece. Yep. And the next one, I received Derek Carr and Dykstra's 2022nd. And DeYoung got Mitch Trubisky and Zay Jones. Holy crap. Trade here. Trubisky and Carr have been changing teams quite a bit, especially Carr. Yeah, a lot. This is like his fifth or sixth team in this offseason. Yep. Uh, I wish we had record. Yeah. I wish Sleeper had record of that. That'd be... Just like where where players have gone. Yeah, that's like the only thing ESPN does on theirs that I like. Does ESPN actually do that? I've never played Fantasy on there. They do, platform. but I it's my least favorite, least favorite place to play Fantasy Sports on. But that is like one cool aspect that most other sites don't have so figures that's how it goes yeah <laughs> yep. um yeah uh i think uh if people that talk to me know that i don't like trubisky i just i just don't think he's very good he's he can have those boom games which is cool but the rest of the time he absolutely sucks um and i just don't think as an actual qb in the nfl he is going to be that long-term franchise guy um yeah i just I think he's mediocre. Uh, I, Derek I th- Carr. What? I, I think Trubisky could be good, but I th- I think he he's only going to be good in the right system. So like if he and this, this if, could be the system for him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if he clicks with Nagy, he could be good. But in saying that, like I agree. Like I I wouldn't be super comfortable with him like starting long term. Like you know, and this was, is and this is DeYoung's QB one. Yeah, if it's a super flex league, you know, you're cool with him as your quarterback two or like this if he's depth or whatever um you know that's great or since it's a dynasty you know if you you have him starting for just one year it's probably fine but you probably want to yeah get a better quarterback one so zay jones uh the other piece that Dion got zay jones did did well at the end of the year i know obviously you owned him and so he's not terrible it's just buffalo's got a really wish wash kind of receiving corpse right now with um, like Cole Beasley and John Brown um, and Foster. So there's there's quite a few pieces there, and they're not going to throw the ball a whole ton with Josh Allen, I don't think. So, I'm uh, yeah, he's, he's kind of a wild card to me. But uh, Derek Carr on the other side, and the second, I believe that is going to be a late second because 
I firmly believe Dykstra has one of the top two or three teams in the yeah, league right he, now. He will be very good. So unless there's injuries, that's going to be a later second, which obviously doesn't have as much value. Um, and then Carr, I I like Carr, but he has to hit this year. Like your worst nightmare would be if Carr sucked and they just scrap him next year. Um, so, but it, once again, it's not your wide res- it's not your QB one, it's your QB two. So. Um, completely fine. You know, even just, trade, even even trade to me. Am I seeing is Zach DeYoung wearing a Duke jersey in that little photo? Yeah, yeah, he's a big what? Duke fan, I believe. No, no. Why is he? I just don't know why he has a basketball photo for <laughs> a football league. Well, I mean, that's what I'm confused about. It's not a bad picture. But, I'm just okay. No, but Mister sits down to pee. <laughs> um, what the what the crap is your photo? I can't even see it. Okay, we have to talk about this. That photo is from the league, and the fact. Oh, this is the show you've been trying to get me to watch. The f- the fact that you are commissioner of this league and you've never watched the league, the show about fantasy football. So, you probably don't know the Shiva Bowl Shuffle, do you? Nope, didn't think no. so. You don't know who <laughs> Shiva Kamini Somakandakram is, do you? <sighs> Good gravy, dude. You can't keep playing fantasy football and not Here's watch the, thing, the I show. Don't ca- I don't have cable. And you what don't is, what, need cable to what watch. Is it, what is it on? Uh, right now, I know it's on Hulu. It was on Netflix. I think they took it off Netflix. I think it's on Amazon okay. Prime. It's on all kinds of streaming services. It's not on Amazon Prime. Okay. I checked. Well... I'm going to be getting Hulu soon, so to watch some football. So yeah, okay, maybe I'll maybe I'll watch it. But so this guy, I'm guessing, is like a clown, and it's a funny boy moment. Hey, he he wins the league. It 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 takes too long. Okay, we don't have enough time for this. I I doubt anybody else in the league watches it. Um, No one else. I'm pretty sure Zach Viss has had some kind of references in his team names or something. I'm I'm almost positive Zach Viss. Okay, is maybe maybe you're awesome not and has seen the. the <laughs> uh, don't get carried away with the word awesome. Oh okay, gosh. all right. Next uh, trade. Seriously, next trade is, you, is you me and Christian. Track. Stop it. This is this is the comical trade for me. Okay, so it's me and Christian where I received Kiki QT and a third next year, and Christian received Larry Fitzgerald and a second next year. My second. Uh, this one's just comical to me because. I traded Kiki QT away, got a first rounder, and then Laser Dude dropped him for no reason. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we haven't, I haven't talked to him yet, so I don't know why he dropped him, but he did. And then Christian went all out and spent like, wasn't it like 70 plus of his fab for Kiki QT? Ah, uh, yes, it was something. It was substantial. And then instantly trades them back to me. So I just. I don't, I don't know, but I'm happy I got him. I like him. I like him. What do you think about the trade? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I think it. You you scored here for sure, getting Kiki. Um, I mean, it's not, it's not a bad trade either side. You know, Christian didn't really lose out either. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald could be very, very relevant this year, and he got, you know, a second to your third. Um, so. I don't know. Yeah. I think it was pretty even. It's pretty even trade. You both got what you wanted. Um, I think it worked out for both of you. Yeah. Biggest thing for me was just age difference. I got like oh, yeah. thirty years, thirty years of age difference between uh, Kiki Cutie and Fitzgerald, 
Fitzgerald's like 70, right? So Absolutely. I think um, this is an example of like a roster construction thing because, you know, typically you would look at this like, oh, clearly you'd want Kiki because he's younger and there's a dynasty league, but, you know, that's not necessarily always the case in a dynasty trade because based on roster construction, you know, in your opinions, you could think, you know, oh, I, I'm okay with giving up the younger guy for the older guy because, you know, maybe you're trying to win now or whatever it may be, you know. So. Yeah. And that's what I'm actually really looking forward about in the coming years is the last year and this year, a lot of people have been focusing their trades on getting young guys, young guys with potential. That's kind of driving this league. Right. But as as our league gets older and um, and people do end up going into that kind of win now mode where they're trying to win the Empire pot by by winning two years in a row, they're going to maybe look at a guy like Larry Fitzgerald and they're going to want to pay up for him because they just need that win now depth piece that he's not going to be good in two years he's probably going to be retired but he could help like an adrian peterson would really help someone in a win now mode but we're just still so new in the league to where right those trades just might not happen for another year or two exactly yeah so i'm excited for that in the future moving on to the next one this is an interesting one i thought drake got jarek mckinnon and Marcus Veldes Scantling and TJ got Will Fuller, Ronald Jones, and a 2024th. Um, yeah, I think this is interesting because <clears throat> you have two really intriguing receivers in Will Fuller and MVS, where they've both shown flashes of being really good. Fuller, probably more than MVS, but mm-hmm. um, they're both wide receiver, well two or three when it comes to MVS. Um, but Will Fuller's definitely the number two over there. Um, well, I guess you could argue that with Kiki too. But anyway, um, both have shown flashes and both could emerge on a given week. And then you have Jarek McKinnon who kind of needs to prove himself in a crowded backfield and was injured last year. And then Ronald Jones who apparently has put on weight, but <laughs> who knows, <laughs> you know. But... I've put on weight. It's a bunch of prove it type players. I don't yeah. believe that you've put on weight, by the way. No, I'm still, I'm like 180 still, <laughs> 175. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's a little bit more weight. I, I graduated at 175, so. Okay, calm down. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I I actually agree. A lot of a lot of potential pieces here. Um, what's funny to me is like Jerick McKinnon. He was a guy where. Before he got injured last season, he was projected to be like a late second pick, early third, uh, late second round, early third round in redraft leagues. Like people were all about Jarek McKinnon last year. Yep. And now he's like completely died off. And so to me, there's I think still the reports the, been still that sp- Tevin Coleman's going to be yeah. the lead. Tevin over. Coleman has the rapport with Shanahan and, and it should be his backfield. But McKinnon, A, can still do work with him like they can share the load um but also injuries can happen to coleman as well like he's been injured before many times um to me though will fuller is my favorite piece out of this actually uh i just really like will fuller i think his production is amazing the only thing wrong with him and it's a big problem is he gets injured but what's nice is when he's injured you you don't play him so when you do get the chance to play him when he is full health and you throw him in that lineup, 
he's usually going to do very, very, very well for you. Right. Um, and I think I think that is something that I like as a player on my team. Whereas MVS, there's just a lot of question marks still. I think training camp and then and this kind of preseason that's coming up here in the next couple of weeks will be a huge telling sign of whether or not Drake got a good value or not. Um, yep. Yeah, and then Ronald Jones. I don't really care. I think he's just whatever. Um, I think he has a chance to pop, but it's yeah. definitely very small. I, I still believe whoever gets the backfield between him and Peyton Barber this year, I would not be surprised if they get replaced next year. And that's yeah. that's my thing is is unless unless Ronald Jones really does extremely well and, and blows the roof off the place, I can see him just getting replaced next year. When's the last time there's been just a top 10 running back, just not even fantasy-wise, but just in general, like a top 10 running back for the Buccaneers? Like, I, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. Oh. I, I, don't, I don't even know. I just don't think of the Buccaneers as someone who keeps churning out good running backs. Uh, you would have to go to, like, 02 and 03 and 04 when they were really good. And oh, then, and yeah. they're in the playoffs. But, like, before then, I don't Back with know. Gruden. Yeah, like, literally, you'd have to go back with Gruden where, like, Allstat was their fullback paving the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's actually a really interesting question. Yeah, they just they've just been known, too, for just – absolutely chucking the ball so i'm not yep. yeah and, and ronald jones cannot catch the save his life so that's not a good sign yeah all right well the next one christian got 2021 first round pick from dykstra and dykstra got geronimo allison interesting do you think geronimo allison is worth a first round pick We'll say a back half first round pick, assuming Dykstra is yeah, still we, solid we, in two yeah. years. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be honest, not even close. Um, I I do not think so, just because I think first rounders are really good, but it's a first rounder in two years, which is a long time, and so so much can happen from then. Um, Allison, if he pops then perfect it's a great deal i just i personally just don't think that a potential wide receiver two on a team and maybe even a wide receiver three on a team is worth a first rounder yeah i i think i I don't quite think he's worth a first rounder either i think the only way he's a first rounder which it's still very possible is if you're under the assumption that geronimo allison turns into what um Devonte adams is what i mean like that is like four or five years ago you know jordy nelson was just killing it in fantasy um but Devonte adams was still very good and you could still you know you'd you would love to have him in the flex and as yeah. soon as jordy nelson was gone you knew Devonte adams was the guy and had the talent to be the guy i think yeah. geronimo allison has shown he does have some talent um but you have to work under the assumption that he's definitely going to be the wide receiver too while Adams is there. For a few years, yeah. Yeah, and you have to believe like that if Adams you know, is gone in a couple years for whatever reason or if he gets injured, you have to you know, 
maybe it's in Dykstra's opinion that Allison will definitely be absolutely the one over there. And it, yeah. it could be true, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe Dykstra knows something that we don't. Yep. Maybe he's a Packers insider. <laughs> <laughs> Just like TJ is a Vikings whisperer. <laughs> What a beast. By the way, uh, I just quickly looked it up. Um, Buccaneers, not too long ago, had an absolute stud muffin running back, and I cannot believe I forgot this. Oh, geez. I'm going to feel bad, too. Who was it? Doug Martin, dude. Oh, was he top 10, though? Doug Martin was a top three running back for two years. Really? The poor man's Maurice Jones-Drew? Dude, Doug Martin was a monster. And then back, back in the old days, it was work done. Who? Do you not? You don't know who Warwick Dunno is? Oh, oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, that's like way back in like late nineties, early thousands. All I heard but, was work done. I'm like, oh, what? work done. War, Warwick Dunn. Yes. That's a terrible name yes. to say. His yes. parents need to be slapped. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good guy. Warwick. What the crap? Uh, but yeah, dude, Dougie Dougie Martin was a uh, was a beast. Yeah, I guess. He's oh, still good, right? I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, he's terrible. <laughs> uh, Gruden's yeah, probably like he's the best running back four in the league. Um, what uh, what do we got next? We got a big one. Probably the biggest one we'll talk about tonight. It is G Money. Oh, yeah, holy crap! Got Todd Gurley. Holy nuts! Dykstra's twenty twenty first. DeYoung's twenty twenty third. And DeYoung got. Sony Michelle, Nikhil Harry, Miles Sanders, which were all mid first round picks in this year's rookie draft, and a mm-hmm. Zach Viss's twenty twenty second. Uh wow. Oh, the, this is a load. I th- I think it's interesting because G Money got so, I mean he got if he gets Todd Gurley and Todd Gurley is what he was last he's Todd year. Gurley. And he's still young. Um, that's amazing. And a first round and a third round, you know, especially the first is significant. Um, so you'd think, wow, he scored. But at the same time, it's interesting because, you know, we talked about G money worked so hard. Um, and it was quite impressive, honestly, to get those three picks right in a row, Michelle, Harry and Sanders. Well, I think it went Sanders, Harry, Michelle. Or Michelle, no, Michelle, no, Michelle was, was Michelle, the year before. Michelle, I'm sorry. Yeah, yep, he, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. yep. So two rookies. This but year. Yeah. yeah, Sanders and Nikhil Harry, and then Sony Michelle, a high rookie yeah. pick from the year before. Um, yeah, I don't and know. Then on from... top of it, a second, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I definitely give the edge to G Money. Um, I don't know. It's still very interesting. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I think if if Todd Gurley ends up being even if he's a couple steps lower than what Todd Gurley has been, um, his efficiency is so good to where he can be a, like it, it's not going to take him much to be a top ten back. Um, and what's what's funny is I, I told you this earlier. Todd Gurley is only twenty four years old. That's the exact same age of Sony Michelle. They're the same age. They both have medical problems. Like Michelle is battling knee problems and stuff like that, and they're talking about him even having a little bit of arthritis, and so. Todd Gurley, everybody would agree he's a way better talent than Michelle is. And so yeah. I I I definitely give the the advantage to G Money, but if Todd like he's taking the risk, he is 
way riskier right now where if Todd Gurley ends up just having his knee blow out and it's and it's done and his career's over then this is going to look like a great trade for Zach DeYoung with um, a lot of young pieces but even that being said G Money has the the first and the third that he got which can kind of help like heal that wound I guess right exactly like I I think I think the chances are better that G Money comes out of this the better um, mm-hmm. but like you said, you never know if Gurley just, the knee doesn't hold up and then let's say Dykstra wins the league and his first rounder is the last pick. Um, and then, you know, Sony Michelle is as good as he was last year, better Nikhil Harry's a top 10 wide receiver and Miles Sanders wins the starting job. Then suddenly DeYoung looks way better. Yeah. You know, it, it could swing totally in an instant. Yeah. So yeah they're they're yeah, both he, they're both banking on you know their own opinion of how it'll play out really and and which is fine yeah and this is the first the first of three trades that DeYoung makes in a row here where I, I i can't help but i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it up later where man DeYoung is just really risking a lot like he is he has got the trade bug and it is infecting him hardcore and <laughs> man is he risking a lot and the the amount of what's tough is when you make all these huge trades like this the amount of pieces that are going through his hands like i i have a feeling he's going to have a lot of regrets just because he's acquiring and then giving up so many great guys um it's just it's insane we got like the next trade is just as soon as he gets Sony Michelle, he trades him away instantly. Like literally, it was it was a week and a half later. Um, is there any more you want to talk about in the Todd Gurley trade, or do you want to move on? No, we can move on. I, I just think your <clears throat> I think your last thought is interesting. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think he could regret it. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I have thoughts kind of on both sides of that, but um, yeah. yeah. So in the next trade. He gets two more young guys, Chris Godwin, Andy Isabella, and Christian gets Sony Michelle and my third rounder next year. Yeah, more super young pieces changing hands. Um, yep. Yeah, I think why it's been, because I've talked with a few people about younger guys, especially these guys that were just drafted this this rookie draft, it's really hard to put a value on them, even if they were, you know, there's expectations, obviously, even before they've played an NFL snap. And there's also expectations based on where they're drafted fantasy wise in the rookie draft. But it's still hard for me to put a, it's hard for me to put my finger on a certain value when I haven't seen them play yet. And so I've, unfortunately I've had to tell a couple people like, for instance, like DeYoung offered me some great trades you know, in the last couple of weeks, like that normally I probably would have taken, but unfortunately I just haven't seen these guys on the field yet. And so I just don't feel quite comfortable enough to pull the trigger. Cause it's like, well, especially if I drafted them, it's like, and I really want to see how they turn out. That's why I think some of these young mm-hmm. pieces are really interesting. Yep. And, and that's where the reality is more rookies bust than they do pan out. Like that's just how it is. Like, 
it's it's more often that rookies in the NFL they get drafted and they're not superstars. Like it's it's not easy to be a superstar, um, and so that's where it's it's tough. But I think still love all the trading though. All the trading yeah. is great. Oh, <laughs> trading's fantastic, and and like I said, it makes it really interesting because you can look back and see all the pieces that went through your hand, and and maybe some of the guys you should have kept and should have traded for. I remember we talked about uh, earlier in the offseason, we looked at our transaction history and even our rejected trades. And there are some trades that I didn't make last year that I rejected that people offered me. And I looked forward about five, six months later, and I I am hitting myself over the head because I wish I would have taken them. Um, And so it's going to be really, I think, with all the trading that we're going to have and that we have been having, people are going to look back and either be fantastically loving the moves that they made and, and they're going to be going crazy or they're going to be furious because of what could have been right. um, specifically for this one. I love Chris Godwin. I think he's a stud. Uh, and I, I personally think he's the best piece here um, in this trade. Sony Michelle is kind of the other big piece. He worries me just because the injuries uh, and they just, I think he can pass catch because from if I'm recalling it correctly, when he was at Georgia, um, he was actually more of the pass catcher, and Chubb was more of the bruising back. Yes, and it's really funny because now that they're going to the NFL, Chubb catches a lot more, and Michelle only is the bruising back. Like he does not even. I think he gets like he would, ten he, targets a year. He would catch more if James White wasn't there, though. Ex- exactly, and yeah. so that's what makes me really like Godwin over over Michelle in this trade. Um, I like Andy Isabella, but like you just said, the outcomes are all over the place with him. Like we have no idea. He hasn't even touched the an NFL field. Um, so it could be really good or it could be just whatever. Yeah, um, Sony, Sony a, Michelle. A third I'm, was just the cherry. Yeah, so Sony Michelle I worry about. It, this one's kind of even for me because Sony Michelle I worry about because of a little bit of injury, but mostly just how New England just handles their running backs. Um, but I really like him as a player. Chris Godwin, love him, but I worry about his quarterback play because I have no trust in Jameis Winston. Absolutely no trust. Um, I do like that what's-his-face is over there as the coach now because he likes to Bruce Arians. Yeah, Bruce Arians. I'm the but opposite. I actually am really excited about Jameis Winston this year. Ugh, I don't like it. I think Drake's going to be happy with him. I don't like it. <laughs> But um, and that's not an indictment on Arians at all. That's an indictment on Jameis Winston. Well, yeah, but. his brain is absolute scrambled eggs. They eat the W. You know? No one eats a W like Jameis Winston. That W, even though they don't, they don't make, they don't get Ws. They want, even though they them. had like three wins that year. Yeah, good. They night. still want to eat those Ws though. <laughs> Just eat it right up. Oh my! And goodness. yeah, Andy and his, Andy Isabel, I really like. But again, you just yeah don't know and then this this all leads up to the third trade in a row that de young has made and this one we have different opinions but i agree with you for a different reason yep. um and and the trade is amari cooper goes to de young and dykstra gets josh jacobs now if i'm just looking at these two players i actually like amari cooper better even though he is a hit and miss absolute he's gonna win you the week or he's gonna give you no points at all I think he's great. He's young, um, and and he's 
got a decent future. Um, Josh Jacobs is still spectacular too, but I just give the edge to Cooper. But when we're talking about looking at your team and what you need, what is DeYoung doing? Like, <laughs> you're telling me he he's making had, trades, bro. He's making trades. He's just looking at the last three trades. The amount of running backs that have gone through his hands. Miles Sanders, Todd Gurley, Sony Michel, um, and Josh Jacobs. Those are four great guys all over all under the age of twenty four. He only has one of them on his roster right now, Miles Sanders. Yeah. Like if if I'm looking at his roster right now and he doesn't have another running back to start, like if he has any injuries to his running backs, he has four of them rostered and one of them's gonna be out the whole year in Bryce Love. Like I just I don't understand the trade and the fact of he needed he needed Josh Jacobs so badly on his roster for his current team. He has a ton of good, young, talented wide receivers. So Amari Cooper doesn't really give a huge bump up. Um but yeah, that's just that's just my opinion. I know you like Josh Jacobs a lot. I love Josh Jacobs. I was so hoping he would draft me at the 102, even though I figured he wouldn't. Um, yeah, I would have taken, if I'm Dykstra and I got that notification, um, and this is not to say it's a bad trade. It's 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 a good trade for both sides. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it's fairly even. But I just love Josh Jacobs so much. And the fact that the value was the 101, I mean, I would have clicked accept so fast. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just because I love Josh Jacobs, the opportunity and just what he did and the SEC and he can run and catch it, all that stuff. I could do the whole thing about Josh Jacobs. But, you know, I do love Amari Cooper, too. I just think he's boom bust. And I, you know, um, Dak Prescott's solid. He'll get him the ball, but. I just think he has a little bit of the, you know, 25 points one week and then three straight weeks of two points. I just don't, just not consistent enough for me. But, yeah. um, I mean, still, still a great, great wide receiver, you know. Yep. <laughs> Kill to have him on my roster. So, um, yeah, I think it was a pretty even trade. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting because DeYoung's getting low on, uh, running backs, but, He'll probably make that's about seventy-five that. trades before the season starts, so he'll be good. I, that's the thing; he might have another eight running backs go through his hands in the off season, so there's still time for him. Um, what is interesting is I think this is actually a good trade for Dykstra in the fact of Josh Jacobs just rounds out his team even more. Like he just has a scary starting lineup. Oh, it's such dis- a good it's, team. It's disturbing. The only thing that sucks is just recently AJ Green hurt his foot. Yep. And it's and it's the other foot that isn't always injured. So now he's got two injured feet, which is an absolute nightmare. So it's it looks it's looking, bad. It, it does not look good for AJ yeah. Green. Um and that's going to hurt, but he still has he's still so many good players yeah. on his starting roster. Um, so he'll be he'll be absolutely fine. And I watched the but, video when he got injured. Like there's a video I found on mm-hmm. the play he got injured in training camp today, and apparently he did like limp off. So he must have been putting some weight on it. But like he kind of like you know he didn't catch it or whatever and yeah. kind of fell down. And it looked like his ankle was just kind of like flopping there. 
And when I first saw it, I thought, oh, crap, he broke something. Like, it looked bad. But I guess he did put some weight on it, so I don't know. If he he's was... walking off, then it's probably not bone. It's more, like, ligament, ligament or tendon stuff. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah hopefully, hopefully for A.J. Green and for Dykstra, it's, it's just something minor. But we'll have it, to wait and see. Sleeper says initial initial diagnosis indicates a sprain. Oh, that's good. So yeah, still though, I mean that could be a nagging thing, but yeah. Yeah, well, with those freaking ankles, who knows? That could yeah. be career ending. <laughs> good night. Yeah, I shouldn't laugh. I'm a terrible person. Okay, <laughs> I I'm the one that told the joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, I shouldn't okay. laugh at your jokes. <laughs> you can't help. <laughs> Next, we got uh, a trade between you and. The newly nicknamed TJ School. TJ uh, School. <laughs> Alexander Matheson. I was I almost made a really mean joke. <laughs> uh, good thing I didn't. TJ, filter. we make fun of you because we like you. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Borderline love you. Like TJ it's school. it's fantastic. Um. All right. School. So you got you, <laughs> you got D.D. Westbrook and TJ got Jordan Howard and your second rounder next year. Mm-hmm. Now initial thoughts. Um, I still think there's a chance for Howard. I still like him. Oh yeah. Um, and I think he'll get work. And a second rounder is good. Your team's gonna suck, so that's gonna be the two hundred one. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Your team's actually good. Um, your your team could literally go anywhere. So who knows about that second? It could be a late second. Um, and then Didi. I actually had Didi earlier, so I traded Didi to TJ. Um, and I think he's a solid guy. He's in my opinion, the number one wide receiver for the Jaguars. Uh, and so getting the number one receiving option for a team is never, never a bad option. Yeah. And I don't think Nick Foles is going to light the world on fire like he did with Philly, but Probably if not. they had just kept their crappy quarterback situation in Jacksonville, I would not have made that trade. Yeah. Um, I like Didi cause he's young and I like that they added Nick Foles. Who's a good thrower. You know, um, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle on Foles. I don't think he's going to bomb. I don't think he's going to go crazy and be a world beater. I think he's going to be kind of just chilling right there in the middle, which is good enough fantasy value for me. You just hope that he wants to throw the ball to DD all day. Right. It was more of a less risk factor. Um, I like Jordan Howard and I think he can be really good. Um, but I think there's more risk with Jordan Howard and D.D. Westbrook's a little safer. And as we know, mm-hmm. you know, fantasy is all about reducing risk. And um, yeah. but and I I think I showed that in sweetening the pot with a, a second rounder. So. Yeah. With the second, I, th- I think I would take the Jordan Howard in second side. Um, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Personally, I, I think it's a fair trade. I think it'll just be personal preference and then what you need. I do think that TJ needed more running back depth. And yep. so for TJ, this was an awesome trade and we know he likes picks. So yep. the second rounder just made him jump for joy. So yeah, I think that was an easy one for both of you. Uh, last, Oh man, we're finally there. Last trade. It is an odd one. Um, Duke Johnson going to G money and Christian D uh, gets a 2021 <laughs> second rounder. So proud of you. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> that that was for you. You know you're gonna do that from now on. You you know it. Well, I, yeah, yeah. It's I just see a giant D now. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I think once again I hate 
I hate receiving picks two years in advance unless it's a first, but even then, just because so much happens in two years, uh, so it's just hard. But Duke Johnson, I think he's going to have a little bit of value with the Browns. Depends on how how well they use him. Um, but if he gets traded, I think he's going to have great value. Like there, people have been crying out for him to get traded to the Buccaneers. If he goes to the Buccaneers, I I think he's going to be spectacular. Bruce Tons Arians, Bruce, Bruce Arians knows how to use a running back out of the backfield in yep. the receiving game, um, and so I think that's kind of the the ultimate hope for G Money. Um, and even like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Theo Rick goes here, but even if Duke Johnson gets out of his contract and then goes to the Patriots and kind of replaces James White, uh, that could be an option as well. Yep. Um, yeah. So there's, there's value there. It's just nothing immediate in the future for either of them. Yeah. That's, it's, I really don't know about this trade. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I think Duke Johnson has value in Cleveland. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fine. You know, I, I don't know if I would have given up a second for him, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Both situations, yep. both the second rounder two years away and Duke Johnson kind of not happy with the team, and but team still kind of wants to so use him. I, I, I have no idea what's going it on. It was so odd the way yeah. that that was handled. Yeah. Um, okay, next and last, we'll, we won't spend too much time on this. We've already – been whipping for like 40 minutes now uh which Love is awesome it. got through a lot of good trades a couple big ones um wanted to talk a little bit about roster construction uh right now we have one qb two running backs two wide receivers a tight end two flexes and a defense with 15 bench and then of course we have our our three ir uh one thing that i've been mulling over is i just think the defense is kind of a waste um it's just not exciting it's literally a crapshoot even defenses that are surefire like two years ago the jacksonville jaguars lit the world on fire and then last year they were mediocre at best um there's just i i personally don't think they add a whole lot to the league uh, i would love to see if we took out the defense and we put in either a third flex or my opinion and my my vote would be a super flex um, and for those of you that do not know what a super flex is, uh, you can put in a wide receiver, running back, tight end, just like a normal flex, but you can also put in a quarterback if you would like. Uh, and most of us, there are a few teams but um, that don't have this, but most of us have two really solid quarterbacks, and, and it would be great. Um, there are a few of us that maybe don't have the, the quarterback depth, and so that would that's where obviously a vote would come in. Uh, but yeah, maybe even changing something else. But what what do you think for if you had to make a roster change? What would you like to see? Yeah, I like the super flex idea. Um, I played in a two quarterback league with a bunch of randos a couple years ago, and I I really liked it. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm kind of open to adding a third flex or maybe even adding a third wide receiver spot. Um, Yep. Yeah, something something like that. I'm definitely um, completely on board with getting rid of the defense because I just yeah I, I don't I don't really care about them you know <laughs> even in dynasty it just it doesn't really matter to me. I mean I if I want to make a change at defense 
in redraft or dynasty, it's like if I want to make a change, I quick look at the waiver wire and just pick up the best defense. You know, you Sunday, look to see Sunday who morning. Playing. Yeah, you look to see who they're playing. You're like, yeah, yeah, the Dolphins suck an offense. Yeah, let's just go yeah. against their team. Like that's that's basically what it comes down to. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think it'd be spectacular. It's it's an idea that obviously we would not make until the beginning of next off season. Um, and I think it would, it would go for a vote just like the taxi squad. Uh, I just believe that if people want to do it, it would be great. One thing about the super flex that we haven't mentioned is quarterback value. Like right now, the only quarterbacks that have great value are the young studs. So like a Baker, uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh even donald a little bit um there's there's a few guys uh donald there's a few guys that have incredible value like kyler murray but the rest of them like matt ryan like all these older guys they don't hold a lot of value because they're kind of that fringe qb kind of 10 to 15 range and and people don't want an old guy like a big ben doesn't have a lot of value but if you're if everybody's playing two quarterbacks instantly every single one of these older guys needs to be picked up and played and and so trading will be um a lot better for these players and then like drafting i think kyler murray would have been in consideration for the number one overall spot in the in the rookie draft this year And, and like looking forward to next year tua and all these guys that are coming next year it brings so much value to them in the draft um it'll make the rookie draft super interesting yeah, I think it'll make the rookie drafts really, really interesting. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm going to be a huge advocate, and hopefully this is just bringing awareness to everybody else so that during the season they can look at it and just see whether or not they would want that. And they can see how stupid defen- defenses are. But unless you have the Bears. I don't know who has the Bears defense, but they're going to be really happy. I don't know. You never know. You never know. They're just such a crap shoot. I, I did say I we did say that about, about the Jaguars two years yeah, ago. You but literally just said that. But yes, I think the Bears will be pretty beast again. Good job making uh, your point, Eric. Good. Yeah, you got it. Um, <laughs> frick. Other other than that, I think uh, I think we're looking pretty good here. What do you think? I like it. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you for joining me on another episode. A, a good healthy 47 minutes of just utter enjoyment for everybody's ears it's going to be great uh hopefully you guys are getting ramped up for the preseason you yeah, guys man. are looking forward to to all the chaos and and hopefully we're going to have a a great um season two for the football's life league anything else noah it's going to be great. I'm just – I think we try and do this more frequently now that, like, training camp has started. There's more stuff to talk about. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Both of our schedules should be much better in the next month or so. Yep. Uh, kind of when, when the fall starts showing up. I think it'll kind of go back to normality for, for both of us. And I am definitely looking forward to talking about all the injury crap and matchups and um, – maybe even looking back at all the trades and seeing where people are kind of regretting those those players that they gave up for cheap or maybe pay too much for uh yeah i think we got a lot of options going forward beautiful all right man take it easy and uh we'll see you guys next time 
You too. See ya.